What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Regulators. You regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good, too. But you can't be any geek off the street. Gotta be handy with the steel if you know what I mean. Earn your keep. Regulators! Mount up. It was a clear plan. Welcome to Ball In, Ball Out, a hoop ball presentation. This is where you come to hear a bunch of weirdos talk about your beloved Los Angeles Lakers. My name is Eli Bauman, sitting around this beautiful table. Weirdo to the left. <laughs> Weirdo to the left. PhD weird or not PhD <laughs> MD weirdo, doctor and weirded. Doctor Eric Noble, welcome, Doctor Eric Noble. Thank you. I'm just a doctor. Baccalaureate. baccalaureate doctor weirdo. Dan Vesperus. <laughs> yes, I. Doctor am. of Funk. Something. Of, oh, that's pretty sweet. I like that. Yeah, you got your PhD. It was a long road, but you did it. I'm pretty thrilled. That was a. I like that opening. That had some. That had some sauce to it. Well, you know, it's the end of the season, but like the Lakers, we got to finish strong. At this point, we're just playing for pride. We're just podcasting for pride. <laughs> but, 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 right. you know, what's nice about this season, I think from start to finish, it's been uh, really a joy to watch. And obviously, the last week or two or three weeks of the season, we weren't really playing for anything. But the Los Angeles Lakers uh, recently signed... Um, for the last two games of the season, one Andre Ingram, and it gave us another like beautiful, inspiring, fun storyline to watch. I the game last night was one of the most enjoyable games of the season. What do you think, Eric? This was a fantastic story. I mean, I know everyone's eating it up. It's it's all over. Yeah, it's social national, media. It's fully national. Mm-hmm. But it is because it's such an amazing story. Yep. So this is this is a gentleman who is on the South Bay Lakers, right? You you probably heard us on this very pod. Yeah, you guys talked about, about him. We talked about him uh, approximately one month ago. Yeah, I told I said that he looks like uh, Don Cheadle from a Just for Men commercial. <laughs> That's exactly what you said. Uh, I stand by that, by the way. <laughs> and you were impressed accurate. that he was he was younger than you. Impressed and depressed that he was younger <laughs> than me. But yes, yeah. So this is a gentleman who's been slogging away 10 years in the G League. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even know it's been in existence for 10 years. I know. That's, the that's, D League was 10 years ago? I guess so. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was right near the end of our undergrad tenure. I guess so that's like 13, yeah, that 13, 14 years ago. All right, fair enough. This is a dude who's been making 
max like thirty thousand a year playing in the G League. It's less than that. Yeah, it's in the tw- it's Sup- in the twenty. Supplementing by like teaching SAT on yeah. the side, which Eli Bowden. I also familiar did. With. I'm finding a lot of things <laughs> in common with. I've Andre done that too, actually. Yeah. How many of us have taught SATs on the side? It's a good racket. All three. We're three for three. Yeah. But also, it was so beautiful the way he talked about it, too. I was like, oh, this guy's such a good guy. He was like, I'm passionate about mathematics. Yeah, doesn't he have a physics degree or yeah, something? He's yeah, he's just good. Uh, anyway, I, keep going, Eric. I want him on the pod so bad. We could probably get him. Yeah, let's talk physics but, with him. He, we definitely can't get him right now. I mean, I feel like he's probably done 40 interviews in the last 24 hours. This, yeah, he's he's blown up. We're going to come at him with... Like Bernoulli's principle, and that'll be our that'll be our in. <laughs> I don't even know is that, what that is. Lift is that airplanes? I have no idea. Have somebody no idea somebody check about. me on this on the internet. Dan, you're actually good at science and math. We oh, were we, we were, were like fakers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. baloney! The accelerated honors class doesn't create fakers. So, Eric, why don't you <laughs> just walk us through what happened in, in the actual game, right? Because we know he gets signed to this two-day well, contract. B- yeah. They filmed the the signing, which was really well done. Uh, hats off to whoever at the Lakers is in charge of such things because um, it was a really inspiring story. They obviously made him call his wife during the middle of it, which he admitted that someone told him to do that. Because, <laughs> uh, look, sometimes you need to like goose the actors into giving you the shot you want. Um, and then, yeah, so for the last two days of the season, and then he took the court. He took the court magic, and he just shined. It was, was yeah, it was, it was exactly. It was a Hollywood story. I mean, totally. He. He came in. He knew he just wanted to let it fly because he was going to just have this one shot. Yeah. He he shot the ball when he had the opportunity, and it went in practically every time. Yeah. yeah. So, Dan, what's his line? <laughs> All right. Yeah, you guys know I've got the numbers in front of me. Uh, he went six out of eight from the floor. I believe he's made his first four or five in a row, right? He didn't miss Yeah, until... he was four for four, and then he missed a three where he was obviously fouled. Yeah. Oh, no, he missed a layup first. Yeah. Uh, well, he only missed two shots all game. Right, those were the two shots. He missed um, a layup and a three where he got fouled by a giant Chinese man. Oh, Zhu, Zhu Chi? Yeah, Zhu Chi, who was pretty good. Yeah, he blocked three Zhu shots Chi in like three, three minutes. Block a minute. Uh, Andre Ingram had 19 points, three rebounds, a steal and three blocks, four three-pointers, six out of eight shooting, as we mentioned, and a perfect three for three at the foul line. Well, by the way, Lakers were actually good at the free throw line in that game yeah, yesterday. And, and one very sustained MVP chant, which yes, I gotta how say, incredible I got to say, like, I know that the Lakers fans get a ton of uh, nationally, but we really have actually people who know know that we have some of the best fans in the league. Our bad fans may be some of the worst fans in the league, but our good fans, I'll put up there with anyone. Yeah. And th- our entire crowd understood the moment from beginning How of the game to the How did they all know? How did everybody know who people, Andre Ingram was? Well, first of all, uh, another th- another point is, and I talk about this with like the Olympics. It's why people watch the Olympics so much. There's like the story, the sports stories that my wife knows about, and like I immediately knew when I saw the Andre Ingram video. I was like, my wife's gonna love this, and I think. You know, it it wasn't just basketball nerds who were up on this story. It was like the greater sports population. Like this was a crossover story where we could yeah, all relate I, to it. It's I, the modern day Rudy. It's modern yeah, day Rudy. Yeah. It's very Rudy. I was surprised. I didn't realize that it had that much traction before the ball game even started. Yeah, people everybody knew, knew what was up. Yeah. yeah, they knew before he even checked into the ball game. He yep. was getting. I mean, everybody was screaming for him when he was sitting courtside, and it was that right. moment where I was like, "Who is this?" 45 year old man who's at sitting in front of media row and yeah, the place maybe, went nuts it, maybe that's kind of the impact that social media has too because it's like that video was very shareable it was quick it was 
you know, the kind of thing that if you were blowing off work, you would, <laughs> you know, you could steal three minutes to watch that. Um, the special thing about this story is is exactly kind of what our takeaway was going to the South Bay Laker game. We were just so impressed by the earnestness yep. of people kind of toiling away in semi-obscurity yep. and just honing their craft and dedicating to it without much reward or recognition. No, it's certainly not the money. D- definitely. No. Yeah. No. And it wasn't just the players. It was all of the, all of the staff that was working around it. Um, and then he got his shot. I... I, I I can't even fathom dedicating 10 years of my life not knowing whether I'm going to make it or not and yeah. just loving something so much. Yeah. I was amazed he, he didn't break down and cry on the court because I would have been bawling like a child. Like, just think about what yeah. that guy emotionally was going through. MVP chance at the free throw line? I would have had to walk it was away. Wi- it was wild. I almost had to walk away in my bedroom. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like pants off in front of the computer thinking this is a hell of a story. <laughs> and I'm overcome. And he's just like, whatever, and knocks down free throws. Well, there How? are there are some people who, I mean, obviously he must have been hyped up for it. But I also think like sometimes when you wait that long for something, you're ready. I mean, like you are ready for sometimes you're just ready for the moment and it happens in the right way at the right time. And, you know, I think one thing that was cool about other NBA players who commented on it. I think Chris Paul and James Harden both had really nice things to say to him. Chris Paul before the game even started, but they said, you know, something that really is true and I think is why he kept up through the 10 years, which is like, he believes in himself. He he believed forever that he was close. He said that in the post-game on TNT. He said, they asked him if he thought about quitting, you know, at any point. And he said, yeah, a bunch of times. Of course. Um, a human. bunch of times. Also, like, you know, I have kids and a wife, and, like, there's there's those concerns. But also sometimes you just wonder. But he's like, but I always believed I was close. Like, I could always look at it and think, like, I just don't feel that far away. And I think there's something exceptional about this story, but there's also something super universally relatable about this story. Of, uh, I know I connect to it a lot because... You know, I think, you know, Hollywood businesses have a lot of kind of people who burn out or people who give up or people who kind of persevere, you know, and it usually happens like right when you're about to throw in the towel, when you're like about to move back to Wisconsin. It's like you get the call or you someone someone extends their hand and you take that opportunity, you kick the door down. And I think there's something really beautiful and relatable about that story of kind of like holding on just a little bit and and then... Your moment comes and you're just like, I'm going to nail this. I'm going to give this every fiber of my being. And like, honestly, I was like near tears watching. Like by the third three, I was like, this is just, this is a spectacular sports movie moment. And I feel. Yeah. Kobe Bryant's going to definitely make make (laughs) his second Academy (laughs) Award. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dear Basketball 2, Electric Boogaloo. Uh, (laughs) But I just thought, you know, it was sometimes the moments that you get from sports are these kinds of like perfect yeah, I almost uh, wanted to go back to calling minor league ball, watching that thing. Like, yeah. well, maybe I'm the next guy. Yeah, you guys can say all this, but La La Land still sucked. Oh, I hate La La Land. Yeah, <laughs> even though that's the oh, story. Oh, it's like about big dreams. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, terrible. come on, man. But that's just like that's just like <laughs> tropes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was really, I was really like moved by the experience. And then, uh, last thing, and I'll I'll shut up about this and 
Um, no, this is a big story. This no, is but I want to hear. I want to hear more. But the the last thing I was going to say is, I was also, you know, I think the Luke Walton experience and our front office experience has been kind of maybe up and down this season. I think generally positive, but I thought they just like all really hit the right notes with this. I I think one thing I was really encouraged by was Luke went out of his way at the press conference post game to say, "Look, like we're." This was great and a great story, but like we're not doing this guy any favors. Like he earned this spot, and we needed him. We needed someone to play defense and play hard and shoot threes. We have <laughs> like a bunch of guys injured on our team. Feels like we could have used him earlier. Guy that right. can make a three pointer. Right? Yeah. This wasn't a charity. Movie. It wasn't a charity right. case, and I was really glad someone said that, so it wasn't just like you know, a PR stunt, which I don't didn't believe it was anyway, but I was glad that Luke kind of went out of his way to say, look, like, we're not benevolent characters right. in this. Like, this was a guy who earned his shot, getting his shot, and doing a really good job with it. I think it speaks to how many good basketball players there are. Um, oh, it's crazy. It, it's crazy to know how many guys could play in the NBA. This guy didn't, and he's clearly really good. Yeah, and I think it just speaks to the fact that you have to be in the right spot at the right time, yep. and there's a lot of luck involved. Yep. I mean, we think of sports as like this pure meritocracy where the talent rises to the top, but, you know, <laughs> I don't think it's fully that way. No. I think there's a lot of luck involved in it, and a guy like this could be playing in the NBA. I mean, he's like... Jody Meeks in an alternative universe. Right. He's the same yeah. player. Right. And Jody Meeks had a long career, and this guy didn't. Right. Yeah. You're so right. Same body type and everything. Now, to your point, Eli, about uh, the, the charity case stuff, that type of thing, and, and I agree, I liked that Luke Walton talked about it, that's the kind of thing you often see from like a small market team that's trying to drum up a little interest after a right, really right. bad season. But overall, this had actually been a really productive season for the Lakers. It wasn't like they were floundering in media market stuff. Uh, attendance is always oh, yeah. good. Uh, TV ratings are up because they're winning. So they didn't need to pull any stunts, which I think also speaks to the fact that this isn't just like, let's do something absurd over the last two right. days. It was, we literally have no warm bodies left, and this dude has been grinding. Let's throw a grinder in there and see what happens. And he, he blew the roof off the building. It was awesome. Yep. And it, it felt like the perfect capper to this season because I also thought it was fitting that we lost the game. It's like, Nobody cared at all. We almost had like the perfect moment. The perfect moment was basically set up. It was like we were down three. Down six, and he hit a first well, three Well, yeah, he hit a three, and then we were down three, and we're playing defense. We play great defense, and there's a <laughs> garbage foul call on Josh Hart at the end of the game. Which oh, yeah, that was Luke Walton was. exploded about. We would be in the playoffs if it were not for the refs. That's what Eli's saying. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. Uh, uh, no, because he wanted... Even my homerism doesn't transfer that No, far. but we all wanted what Luke wanted, which right, we was... We wanted the... the, the, the script, give Ingram a chance to The tie. script moment of it was, we're down three, we come down the court, and make it or miss it, it becomes either a... a it becomes right. a beautiful and enigma, uh, emblematic motion. moment of the shot. Yes. It either becomes... You know, we go into overtime or we we lose. But I thought it was actually a fitting way for our season because, you know, the season was a lot of fun, had a lot of great stories. I was entertained the entire time, and it kind of fell flat at the end. And I'm still super grateful and enjoyed every real second of it. But it was kind of like every ball hand. We almost got it. Yeah. You yeah, know. yeah. It was there was our out of bounds play where Caruso just yeah. threw it to <laughs> yeah. no one and it yeah. went out of bounds. <laughs> yeah. That was our season. Right. The, but I loved it. Yeah. 
Yeah, when the exactly. other team gets to inbound from where you inbounded from, that's usually a bad sign. Wasn't the guy who got fouled by Josh Hart like the same dude that Sean Connery played in a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? His name was like Alan Quartermain or something <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, Quartermain, yeah. Okay. And he just I just saw he just got released. Oh, <laughs> he, ru- he ruined Ingram's Hollywood night and then yeah. got released. Yeah, I w- well, we were all there with you, Luke, on that one. That was a ridiculous call and uh, had no bearing on the outcome of the season. But pretty sweet. And I'm glad we got to talk about it right after it happened, too. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to feel it while it's still fresh. Because it, it was super emotional. Yeah, I mean, it's just the it's the little kid in all of us that really has a dream. Yeah. And, and you stick with it. But most of us as adults do not stick with something <laughs> yeah. to be able to, to see it out. Yeah, it's a little crazy. Um, I liked that you guys on the last podcast, and I'm transitioning here a little bit, talked about the what the guys need to do in the offseason. What guys need to work on. Whether it's their hair or their game, yeah. Well, I uh, think those go hand in hand. They do go hand in hand. Yeah. Uh, and they were was <laughs> actually really funny. I really enjoyed listening to that podcast, and I'm sad that I I couldn't be a part of that one. Uh, but we do have a few things to talk about on this pod that also relate to kind of end of season stuff, and that is awards time of year. They're being given out as we speak in the NBA, or the voting is happening as we speak. Uh, we're going to have some Lakers awards to give out on today's pod. And, of course, you got the playoffs coming up, which, as we record right now, teams are figuring out who the hell they're going to play because nobody knows. This never happens in the NBA. I feel it's like nuts. it never comes down to the last game when the, and the seedings all move around. I don't think there's any one series that's locked in right now. No. On either side. Nope. One that's o- crazy. One uh, a little diversion. One other thing we could talk about are the vacation plans for our various teammates, mm. team oh. members. Oh. Uh, you know, the TNT crew always says, you know, when someone's not out gone fishing, <laughs> yeah. we should see, you know, what is Kuzma going to do? I feel like, sadly, all of the Lakers are just going to play, like, Fortnite on their computer. Yeah, what is Fortnite? I have no idea, but I know Josh Hart and Kuzma and Lonzo Ball all play it. <laughs> it's our old man moment And Brooke here. Lopez all play it. What? Is this, Fortnite? like, an RPG? Yeah, it's like a... Yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> are they are they Dungeon and I literally, I literally saw Josh Hart with, like, a green screen behind him and, like, one of those crazy, like, gaming chairs where the the thing is set up as like a joystick <laughs> on your chair oh, i got i was like sweet jesus <laughs> so i got it okay was it was it less or more absurd than watching senators talk about facebook like who felt more out of touch us talking about Fortnite or senators talking about I facebook think no one will be more out of touch than those senators were. okay so we're at least we're like yeah, one they were ahead they of were pretty one. humiliated okay so we, we've determined that none of us know what the hell Fortnite is no though the one thing i can say is that i just saw a photo of paul george Oh, playing Fortnite. Oh yeah, did uh, did we if, gift him any grain or whatever happened? I'm just saying, game? if he wants, if he wants a <laughs> lot of company to play Fortnite with, yeah. <laughs> we seem to be leading the league in Fortnite nerds. So come on over, baby. Um, do we still think Paul George is coming to the Lakers? I I guess the playoffs have to happen first, but I I, I would, still do. I would put it at over fifty percent. I don't think anything has changed. Nothing has changed his mind. I assume regarding us negatively since then it's just whether or not he's really enjoyed playing for oklahoma city which i don't think Eh. people they didn't have like a great season i think they need to make a run what do you think eric yeah i don't i i think he's coming well they went under their season win total oklahoma city did in vegas and the lakers went over theirs that's right lakers beat their number which blew my mind barely but yeah um yeah i 
This whole thing with Russ and the rebound stealing over the last couple of days actually kind of solidifies my feelings that Paul George is coming to Los Angeles next year. I think the fact that people are catching on to it and asking the players about it and people being put on the spot to have to defend Russ, who legitimately grabs every defensive rebound. Like, Steven Adams is an unbelievable rebounder, right. and he gets none. It's right. all offensive boards. He gets like 11 offensive rebounds a game. Which is much harder. Yeah, way harder. So Adams could probably be grabbing 20 rebounds a night, and instead it's Russ, who needs 16 in their last ball game, which is happening as He's we He's definitely going to get it. Oh, easily. And Melo's going to get two, and Paul yeah. George is going to get two, and Adams is going to have six, and you're going to look at the box score, and you're going to be like, oh, wow, look at that hustle. I think this issue just encapsulates and defines Russell Westbrook because, I mean, the fact that he he gets so many rebounds is also because he he's an animal out there. Right. He's, he's has so much energy, and he he goes and steals it. He grabs it, yeah. and no other right, he wants it, it. He wants it more he than you. Because yeah. who wants an un, uncontested defensive rebound that badly? Uh, not Brooke Lopez. No. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he'd be a great teammate for Westbrook. Yeah. He's just boxing out everybody, and Russ is snagging all them rebounds. That's a good call. Yeah. Let's see Brolo and Robin, or, uh, and uh, Russell, whatever the hell his name is next year. <laughs> I think... I mean, I think that's what we love about him, and you turn that down, and you turn down all the great things about him. Yeah, um, that's true. Though, just to throw some ice on that, I did hear someone kind of snidely say, refer to Russell Westbrook basically playing half defense on closeouts, where he'll like linger in the paint, <laughs> rebound, knowing that like the shot's going to go up, and he can go grab the rebound. So I think like his effort is. While like a hundred miles an hour, it's like selectively a hundred miles an hour. And the other fact is that rebounding is about boxing out, and so you know, right? When yeah, you're boxing out it. appropriately, you might not get the rebound. That's, that's <laughs> so, right. I mean, that's why this is such like a perfect lightning rod for it is. who he is as a basketball player. Yeah, he it's, is such a unique, weird like character. So NBA character, so unbelievably entertaining. Yeah, but this is why. And when we had Freddie on the podcast, we I got into a little bit of an argument with him about. The ceiling for Westbrook-led teams. Right. How can they get over that hump as long as he's the guy doing these weird little things that sort of poke at a team of players? Yeah, that's why I've listened to some TNT broadcasts for the Thunder game. Like, Reggie is... Reggie the Miller's worst podcast. Yeah, Reggie's not good. He's but he's terrible. talking about, like, how Westbrook's like the Batman and, you know, I I just don't think... Yeah, cool yeah. metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> he needs a rod, Robin to his Batman. I, I agree with you, Dan. I, I think there's a ceiling to it. Oh, he yeah. needs a Robin to his Batman? You mean like... Uh, Victor Oladipo? Or uh, Kevin Durant? Or James Harden? <laughs> or I mean, to a certain extent, exactly. like he's played with... Some of the best players. Some of the best players. Yeah, exactly. And they, I mean, in they their did defense, go to the finals. they did go to the finals, and yeah. they almost beat Golden State that one time. What if you put those three guys on a team right now, It's though? insane. Yeah. James wow. Harden, Kevin Durant, and Russell Westbrook. So do we want to talk awards? Yeah, let's do awards. I, 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 the Russell Westbrook stuff was on the list, and we just we knocked it out early, so that maybe, works. Maybe we'll do our Lakers version of these awards, too. So let's start with the biggie, MVP. Uh, it's Harden. It's going right. to be Harden. Yeah. Who, are, who, is, who would be your pick, Harden? Yeah, it's Harden. It has to be. I'm picking LeBron James. I'm going, against, That's not a bit. I'm a going slightly against the grain of... Because I remember this in the the Kobe era of Steve Nash winning when it should have been Kobe of like, I just think you like if you ask all of the players in the league who the best player in the league is, 
they would all say LeBron. So to me, that's just like. What if the Cavs won the title this year? That'd be dope. How crazy would that be? That'd be so dope. That seems I unlikely, think, but it would be pretty crazy. I don't know. I mean, I, th- I think it's. Oh, I think. I honestly think the this playoffs is kind of wide open, don't you think, Eric? Well, I mean, I think they can. They're. I would say that the odds of them coming out of the East are above seventy percent, and then they just need to have a good string of seven games against yeah. a, a team. Yeah, I think Philly could win the uh, like. I might. Uh, I don't know. I probably, <laughs> I probably shouldn't lose any more money this season, but I mean, I think the Warriors. Once again, it's like a, what's the word like variable or high high variable. Um, if the Warriors won the title and lost two games the entire time, I wouldn't be shocked. If they lost in the first round without Steph, yeah, the Steph thing is big. I wouldn't be shocked. I'd be surprised. I would not be. Sh- I wouldn't be surprised if the Rockets lose in the first round. We've seen it before. We've seen it before. Yeah, I don't think the Rockets are going to lose in the first round. No, neither. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but, but, would, you, but would you be like shocked? I would because they're, they're so good. Right. And I you was, have to beat them four look, times. You have to beat them four times. I was just looking at their lineup. They have Joe Johnson, man. I so Joe. I know he's like the ninth man. Dude, and that guy's going to be really clutch in yeah. the playoffs. That dude wins. You know, he makes a key end of game play. Yeah. When he wins the game, and he'll like see more time now that uh, that's true. The Cameroonian prince um, got himself hurt. Oh, that hurt me because I've dislocated my shoulder so many times. Ooh. That guy's really good, Luke. Luke Mabute, Ma- 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 yeah, yeah, former Bruin. By the way, since we're on the Rockets, we do have to give a shout out to Chris Paul. Those moves oh. against oh, that was so mean, Avica. so good. Oh, that was filthy. So sick. I made He's my so wife watch good. that one. I rewound it just to. She was like, "I didn't. What happened? He clowned on him." And I was like, "No, no. Watch closely as he throws it between his legs." And I think her response was like, "Why did he do that? Is he just? <laughs> is he just being mean?" mean? I will say, Zubats's defense, uh, at least on the first one, wasn't that bad. I think like it was. I was pleased that Zubats was kind of like, "I'm not." Going to care about being embarrassed that much, and then he well, got humiliated. Got him, got <laughs> so I guess it's good to have <laughs> it's that. Good thing he didn't care. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I, just nasty. It, it reminded me of how good Chris Paul is. Yeah, I, I, I so dislike him. <laughs> me too. <laughs> there are just more and more stories and like anecdotes. Just like seeing his face, I yeah. kind of reached a point. I don't like his face anymore. Yeah, no. Yeah, he's like so pompous. I don't, I don't enjoy watching him, but he is still I think we kind of forgot about him a little bit over the last couple of years just like quite how good he is he's and very he's, good. I mean I think if you know if that team wins this this season which I th- they very well might I think it'll be largely because of him the addition of Chris Paul Do you guys think the Rockets are going to win? I have no idea. I don't think they're going to. Am I am I on an island with that one? Well, who do you who do you think is going to win? I think Golden it's still going to be the Warriors. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the smartest money is on Golden State, but I think it's it's the best time to bet on them right now. Ooh, Ooh. I don't mean to put you Golden into State? degenerate land again, Eli. So but, what are their odds? Uh, it like when Steph went down, I think it was the first time all year that they've been positive odds, meaning you could actually they're an underdog now instead. Right, of, they were a negative odd. You had to bet more to win a hundred uh, throughout most of the season, but right. now people are like, oh. The, you know, there's a crack in their shell. They lost some games. They lost right. Steph. If they get through the first round and they get Steph back, yeah, then they're the Warriors again. And right. they're really, really good when they're all healthy. Yeah. yeah. We kind of forgot because they really weren't all healthy this year. No. No. But also, it does have a little bit of the feel of one of those, like, just one of those years where you're, like, snake bit. And That's also true. Something happens and, 
Uh, I don't know, but yeah, if the odds are good, I'll I heard you. Yeah, well, I, I love degenerate betting. I was watching the post game TNT crew, and they had like an arcade basketball thing. You know, yeah, yeah, one yeah, of those like Papa yeah. Shot, Papa Shot, yeah. And so they all played each other, and Kenny won. But then, like, as it was cutting out to, like, end the segment, they just, like, started taking out their wallets and putting, like, 20s <laughs> on it. And just, like, talking oh to my each God, other. It's so fun. <laughs> oh, my God. Eli, I think I heard you a moment ago start to talk about Philadelphia. Well, I just think, like, I, I, I still don't really fully believe in Toronto. I think, like, Cleveland's defense is atrocious. And... Boston is missing their two best players, one for the whole season, and then Kyrie. So I, there is an opening there. I just I think this is one of those years where, if the NBA Finals was Houston, Philadelphia, or like Golden State, uh, or even like Utah, I was going to say like Utah, yeah, like Cleveland, U- right? Utah, I just wouldn't be completely shocked. It just feels like it could be one of those weird years. Because I don't think anyone is super scared of Houston or this Golden State team or this Cavs team or that Raptors team. I don't think anyone would be like, oh, they're a juggernaut. So I have another playoff question, then we're going to do awards. Can any of the five through eight seeds in the East win their first round matchup? That we at least know. We don't know who's exactly playing who, but we do know that Pacers, Bucks, Heat, and Wizards are going on the road in the first round. Can any Pacers, of those teams? Bucks, Heat, Heat, Wizards. Pacers, Bucks, Heat, and Wizards. And, of course, the top four are Toronto, Boston, Philly, and Cleveland. I think any of those teams I was gonna could say, win the series. All of them could hmm. win. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be a good playoff. I mean, I, is, is are the Wizards with Wall and Beal... The Wiz- One thing I like about the Wizards, which is also what's annoying about the Wizards, is the Wizards think they're better than all of these teams. Yeah. So they're not going to go in being like... Like, if they play the Raptors... One eight. I would not want any piece of them if I'm Toronto. Yeah, I think they swept Toronto a couple years ago, right? Yeah. The only My- the only team I would want to face in the like I think both conferences have like one team I'd prefer to face. I think in the East I'd rather face Milwaukee yeah. than any of the other teams. I've Maybe watched that Miami. team. I like the way Miami plays Miami, though, and they're really well coached. They're tough. No, Milwaukee's they coached by like a bozo, <laughs> Joe Prenti. <laughs> Joe Prenti. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he's not like, your he's not your coach of the year? No, no, he's he's <laughs> It's a good segue. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. 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 So yeah. awards. Awards. Uh how about we let's start with coach of the year then since Eric brought it up. Who is your coach of the year? Dr. Noble? Yeah, to me it's Dr. Be- Weirdo. It's it's between Quinn Snyder and Dan Tony. Who? Um who Dan Tony? Yeah, I'm yeah. going to throw out that wrench. Why not? He had the first crack at the super team. That didn't go so well. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I've forgotten that year Circa entirely. 2012, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, goodness. Um, that didn't go so well. But now, I mean, I think it's it's underrated how hard it is to bring super teams together and to mesh personalities. Yeah. And the Rockets have done it flawlessly. Well, he didn't have Dwight Howard to deal with this time. He had Clint Capella. That helps. Yeah. A center who's willing to run whatever D'Antoni tells him yeah, to who run. Who doesn't insist on posting up with, <laughs> with no post moves. Yeah. I wonder how many post-ups Clint Capella had this year. Like zero the entire season. Zero. Yeah. That, that guy's good. He um, is good. But yeah. my real choice is Quinn Snyder. Yeah. That team was 19 and like 28. Yeah, 19 and 28. And now they're the third seed. And their, sec- their, their two best players are a rookie and a defensive player of the year. But like. Who's their third best player? Joe Ingles. Yeah, smoking Joe, Joe Ingles. 
Yeah. Joe Ingles is their third best player. Yeah. No, Rubio maybe? I don't know. But yeah, that's Joe Ingles a, is in the mix. That's yeah. incredible that your third best player is Joe Ingles and they're a third seed. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm. Uh, the Jazz are awesome. The, I, I, it's actually kind of remarkable, though, how much of what they do is hinges on Rudy Gobert. Because basically yeah, when he came back, said, yeah. he missed like, what did he miss? Like 10 weeks this year? Yes. Well, you need a coach to get him back and put him in the game. So <laughs> that's right. You can't do that without Quinn. Yeah. So I mean, with that in mind, and and that's I don't want to jump ahead. That's probably where I'm going to end up going for defensive player of the year because of his impact on the game. Uh, Eli, who's your coach of the year? Well, so so for me, all of these things are completely inextricably linked to my newfound degenerate gambling <laughs> issue, which is that I basically poured all of my very small money, but money into the Utah Jazz before the season started. So all of my season-long bets, I had Donovan Mitchell to win Rookie of the Year. I had the Jazz to win the over, and I had well, Rudy Gobert cash. to win Defensive Player of the Year. Oh, boy. So my real, my selfish belief for Defensive Player of the Year is Rudy Gobert. I actually think it's Joel Embiid. Um, mm. I watched them play us a bunch of times and he was so impactful on the defensive end i don't know if basically i think those guys are probably the same he played more games than than rudy so that's that's where i would go um sorry did you ask about coach of the year yeah or let's do coach and then oh, i'm we'll going i'm going quinn around. snyder because i'm just riding super hard for <laughs> the uh for for the jazz but also much like lebron james i watched i believe all 81 games so far, so it's going to be 82. I watched every Laker game this entire season, which, you know, hats off to me. Uh, and I think the Jazz were one of the teams that I was like, oh, this team is, like, very well coached. Like, just watching them play our team and you kind of get to see all of the coaches kind of cycle through, all the teams cycle through. They just really seem to know what they wanted to do all of the time. So for Coach of the Year, uh, I'm going to... I'm going to give a thumbs down to Dwayne Casey in Toronto, even though he did a wonderful job, because I feel like he had to get pushed into letting them play right, a more right, modern right. style of NBA. So I can't give it to him because it almost feels like this is just evidence that he was that they were hamstrung for like the last two years with the same coach in there. I can't give it to Brad Stevens because this is a Lakers podcast. That would <laughs> yeah, be I know. I can't do it. Sacrilege. Although he should. He he's should, probably going to win. He's probably going to win, and he deserves what? a lot of votes. Come on. Um because that team's really, that team is not that great on paper. Makairi Irving is very good, but that yeah, team's the, not that great. The last couple of months have given his candidacy a boost, I would say. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go dark horse on this one. He's not going to win. He has no chance of winning, but I'm going to go Nate McMillan. I was going to say, I Indiana. bet you're going Nate McMillan. Uh, I love what they've done. They're 14 games over 500. Their season win total was like 33. Jesus. And if you're going to blast through your number by almost 50%, that means you're getting coached well. Your guys are meshing, and there were a lot of new pieces to fit together there. Oladipo, Darren yep. Collison, Boyan Bogdanovich, all joining the core. Uh, Damanis Sabonis came in in that trade. Uh, Miles Turner and Thad Young were basically the only holdovers. Right. Miles Turner was terrible this year. Oh, he was? He was awful. Yeah. And somehow they won 48 games, so he kudos con- to the Pacers. Convince me, man. <laughs> Nate Mack. Yeah. Uh, I just I was I never was a massive Nate McMillan fan, but I don't think did, anyone was. I, like, cause he was in Portland for a while, right? Yeah. And I'd never thought no. that was all that great. Uh, it seems like Terry Stotts has done more up there. 
Um, oh, Terry Stotts could win too. Jesus, awesome. there's a lot of good coaches yep. this year. I mean, honestly, you could you could talk about Luke Walton in the mix. This not that the could Lakers. You, like, <laughs> I think you could. That the I Lakers, think he's done a good job, but I mean, the Lakers were bad. Yeah, it's true. And they won 34 games in a loaded Fucking Western Conference. Doc Rivers could be coach of the year. I mean, who's yeah, on that that's team? that's actually true. <laughs> the Clippers were such a mishmash. They were better and when I they got rid of And I hate Doc Rivers. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of good choices. Um, it should really be like who's not coach of the year. Like who? Oh, like it, Tom Thibodeau. Gets oh, my God, not, he drives oh, me wow. nuts. Gets yeah. my not coach of the year. Well, you know, I went to the – I don't think we've done a pod since I went to the Minnesota game. Oh, and the return of Jimmy Butler. They ended up kind of smoking us in the second half, but that was a must-win game for that team, and they completely slept-walked through the first half of that game. I mean, we were up by 10. That's on the coach. That's on Towns. They, they that's on Wiggins. Not, I don't uh, – look, I, I'm not in, in the locker room. It is a completely uninformed decision, but <laughs> I would venture to say that that team does not like playing for him. There was no How joy. There was no joy on that sideline. I sat next to a Milwaukee, or sorry, not Milwaukee, a Minnesota fan, and I was like, "So, what's the temperature up there, uh, other than cold?" And he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, the team all hates him. Like, no, it's well, he's killing people. Right, it's going to end your career." SVG is another non-coach of the year yeah. candidate. I think they're of kind the of the same guy. They're like the East-West <laughs> version of each other. They're kind of the same body. Yeah. Screaming, they're like stunt doubles. I don't know who's the stunt double for who, but... Yeah, I think... It, oh, boy. It's like the Spider-Man meme where they're pointing at each other, <laughs> and it's but just, just like, like kind of bloated. A shaved version of the if other they guy. Died in a, if they like died in a lake and you uncovered their body, that's what those body, bodies look like. I think those are two really good picks for not coach of the year. I'm not sure I can go any other directions. Maybe well, anybody in the Milwaukee. The Milwaukee guy. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> Joe Prunty yeah. slash Jason Kidd, who took a team with top three player in the NBA and only got a six seed in the East. Meh. Like, they should be ahead of the Pacers. Yeah, it's probably true. Giannis, Chris Middleton, Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, they do have talent, but it's just a weird team. They play no defense. It's just five guys running around, probably like the fourth graders you coach. They're probably better. The fourth graders probably are way more principled defensively. Absolutely. We worked on the fundamentals. Those kids had (laughs) it. They were tight. Showing on screens and yeah. Yeah. Okay, wait, hold on. Let's before we get too far afield, let's do the our Laker versions of these awards. So who's your most valuable Laker this season? Overall player. Did we do... Yeah, okay. I lost track of what we'd actually cover. I don't know. We'll kind of circle back. Okay. I feel uh, like we should talk about the Lakers for one second. Most valuable Laker. Do I have to kick this one off? Yeah. Oh, this is a tough one. Um, mm, I don't think I can go Lonzo. I don't know no, that I, don't I can... play think enough. I don't think I can go Ingram because Same he problem. also didn't really play enough. There's one option, Dan. There's one option. Ooh, I would hazard to say there's two options, but continue. And I almost don't want to take Cal Kuzma away from... The uh, Eli, who it's too warm in Los Angeles to wear the Coos sweatshirt right now. But, That's true. Uh, what Asher, <laughs> little Asher Vespris, maybe he has a vote on. Did you learn how to say Coos yet, kid? Um, okay, let's most most valuable Laker this year. Not not picking the two guys that missed a ton of ball games. Man, this is this is crushing. Uh, I think it has to be Kuzma, doesn't it? I think it's Kuzma or Randall. Or oh, Randall, yeah. Eric? I like Kuzma. Yeah. I think he had the most consistent, consistent season. Yeah. And he Which was top crazy. To finish. And this it came out of nowhere. first round yeah. rookie. Yeah. No, we have a, we got a complete steal. We got the steal of the draft. I almost feel like I needed to pick somebody else, but how could you? Randall is the other obvious choice. I think I guess, Randall's but... the other choice. Wow. Okay, defensive Laker of the year. Lonzo. 
I concur. So yeah, I guess when you finish twenty fifth in the league in defense, <laughs> you're not going to have a lot of pickings. But uh, they were better when he's out there. Yeah, he guards and people. They, and it was very watching. obvious when he was yeah. not out there that our defense went straight into the crapper. Yeah, right down the toilet. Um. Okay, let's talk about most improved player, and then we'll cycle back to to Laker. Uh, oh, it's it's all wow. a depot. Yeah, it probably has to be. Yeah. Or Spencer Dinwiddie in Brooklyn. I'm going to ride hard, though, for uh, when we're, we're talking Lakers. I want to give shout-out to Julius Randle. I wouldn't be surprised if he's not in the top five when most improved player ballots hmm. come out. Yeah. He, he took a big jump. Ingram, too. This year. Yeah, you would, and go, Ingram. You oh, would yeah. go Randall over Ingram. Well, the only thing is I don't know that I would give it to a second-year player because, to me, and this is They're my argument anyway. about yeah, stupid Ben Simmons' Rookie of the Year candidacy, too, <laughs> is that like that is just part of the kind of natural evolution yeah. of you know being in the league. Your first year, you're not going to know what's going on. In your second year, knock on wood, Lonzo Ball, uh, you should take a big jump. So I wasn't shocked that that happened. Julius, I think we were all kind of ready to... I don't know if we were ready to give up on him, but we were ready to kind of part ways... Yeah, you know he was he was in a trade rumor for Nerlens Noel in like December. Oof, I think, I think we ended up on. the I mean, right we side all of that one. we all eye rolled that, but it like I mean, that was a legitimate rumor. So I like that pick. You know who actually might get some votes for the the overall league? We already mentioned his name, Smoking mm. Joe Ingles. Oh yeah, hell of a season. Yeah, yeah, he's good. He he's put up legit great good. numbers this season. He's Utah. also an interesting case in like a uh, a guy who has like no foot speed but is kind of a good defender. Yeah, like he has like, good uh, hands and he kind of like he shuffles around Kyle <laughs> in Anderson the right air, area. Yeah, San exactly. Antonio. Yeah, slow mo. Uh, yeah, I like that. Okay, I go. I, I Rand. I think your argument for Randall makes a lot of sense. He's, I just think he should be in the mix, and he's definitely for the Lakers. I feel like, uh, I think he put himself into a, a different category of guy. All right, well, I hate to do this to you, Eli, but who's the rookie of the year in the NBA? Well, it's Ben Simmons, and it crushes me because I have a small investment in Donovan Mitchell. And any <laughs> other year, Donovan Mitchell would would be it. Uh, I think what they should do is they should strip, um, what's his name, Malcolm Brogdon? Is that his name? I literally don't know his name. Oh, Brogdon? yeah, the, uh, the Bucks. They should yeah. strip his award from last year, give, give it to too. Ben Simmons... And then give Donovan Mitchell this year's award. Or give Ben Simmons most improved player since he went from zero to yes, this. Yes, Dan. Yes. Donovan Mitchell. The this whole thing is a is a travesty, and I want my money. <laughs> I like Donovan Mitchell's uh, sweatshirt, which just had the definition of a rookie yeah. on it. <laughs> I love any petty NBA story. It's fantastic. The NBA really is so petty. Do, do you know what that entailed? That entailed him like going online to like cafe T- press, like, yeah, t-shirt monkey or something, <laughs> designing his That's own true. sweatshirt. He had to like then go to like dictionary.com, <laughs> copy paste <laughs> rookie, go back to t-shirtmonkey.com, yeah. put it in and then bet order you, it. Bet like, you didn't think you'd find Merriam-Webster in Donovan Mitchell's browser yeah. history. It's like the start <laughs> of any bad like graduation speech. Yes, like, a, a rookie, rookie is, is defined, defined by uh, <laughs> Webster's defines a rookie. Oh man, sorry Eli, you're probably not going to win that. I bet. know I'm not going to win and I'm heartbroken and it it honestly <laughs> you know when like 
you find yourself just speaking of petty, like feeling really petty. It's like, I realize that I don't like Ben Simmons just because of this bet that I had. Like, <laughs> I'm never going to root for Ben Simmons ever just based on He's this. He's costing you a lot of money. He's costing me $400. Dude is good. He's he is so good. He is pretty good. You can't argue with... I, I'm not arguing with how good he is. I'm arguing with the NBA listing him as a rookie. That's my gripe, and I'm going down with the ship. So what about Lakers rookie of the year? Wait, do we all agree that Ben Simmons is going to win? Yeah, he's going to win. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, actually, let's can we just do... Let's go a little deeper on, on rookie of the year, because I think we'll end up getting to our Laker rookie of the year just de facto. Simply too many great Lakers rookies, they're all taking votes away from one another. Yeah, they are. That gonna, actually could be the case. Well, I think... I, I my guess is that Simmons is going to win the award. Donovan Mitchell is going to be two. I think Tatum is probably going to be three. But I think three A is going to be. I wouldn't be surprised if Kuzma finishes third, which is my vote for Lakers Rookie of the Year. Yeah, it's that Kuzma, right? right to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, Monzo and Josh Hart are both really good basketball players. They are, and they'll probably be on the second team. They do team rookie, all rookie teams. I actually don't know. They'll probably be on the second team, I would think. If they did, which they might, but we don't know. Yeah. They probably would be. Yeah. I, I mean, think, yeah. Like, look at what Josh Hart is doing now, given a little more uh, usage or playing time here down the stretch while the other guys are not sort of dominating He's the ball. He's such a good basketball player. 20 and 7. In that game against the Rockets, yeah. I think he's he's like averaging twenty points over the last week. He's really good. I'm so excited about him. Um, I think like we picked him thirtieth, I believe, in the draft, and it's just like that's once again. I mean, you cannot give a high enough grade to the Lakers front office for this draft. I mean, it's just a complete home run to get Kuzma at twenty seven and Josh Hart at at thirty. Speaking of which, for next year's draft, you're thinking we should go Nova again. Yeah, I like that Brunson. Well, first of all, Mikhail Bridges. Is I don't know his name. Is it I know Michael nothing. or Mikhail? I don't know. Uh, I'm bowing out of this discussion. But Bridges is my favorite player in the draft. But Brunson, who, you know, once again, like Villanova just seems to churn out these kinds of, you know, junior or senior guys who have like great leadership, really good intangibles, play hard, play smart, are winners. And I think at the bottom of the draft, that's a good pick. So I, I'm looking at Brunson kind of. You're for not the, going Dante DiVincenzi. I don't think he's going to come out. But <laughs> look, I was in. I was in on Don, Dante DiVincenzo, big time. Yeah, I don't know who any of these people are. I mean, I know that one because of the finals, obviously. But I know nothing about college basketball. Zero. There's no real reason to. I just watch the tournament and then I go, oh, I like that guy. I watch what bad GMs do. The last game of the tournament. That's pretty much. That's how Kemba Walker ended up as like a number two overall pick, right? He's good. Yeah, he did pan out. Michael Jordan did get one right. Yeah, Kid Gilchrist was his screw. Oof. Oof. There were some decent players in that draft, too. Yeah, I know. Whoops. But the whole thing's a crapshoot. That's why my feeling is if you're picking late in in the draft, it's like. I think that Brunson could be, once again, like, I was on Fred Van Vliet. I liked that guy in college. He was just good. You nailed it. And then no one picked him because whatever. He's, like, doesn't jump high or I don't know. But that that guy's just a good basketball player. Like, Brunson's a good basketball player. I just, like, I believe that that translates. That's what um, you should probably be gunning for towards the end of the first round. Because you're yeah. not going to get the transcendent all-world guys. They're not going to fall that far. No. And also, we can't pay... I mean, our team is so loaded with young guys. It's like we kind of don't even need it. Um, I got nothing on this one, though. 
I don't know, squat. Also, sleeper rookie of the year candidate Andre Ingram. <laughs> That's also true. I mean, he's he does have the best, He does have the best overall line of any rookie. None of these other guys can claim they're shooting seventy five percent. He's averaging nineteen points a game. Yeah, three blocks. Three what, blocks. What a do game. you guys predict for tonight's game against the Clippers? His encore performance. Mm. I think it's gonna. I as sad as it is, I think he's gonna fall flat just because I think it's. I like that we're getting this down like recorded on paper here, where all of us are gonna <laughs> make terrible predictions about this game. Yeah. Uh, I think. It's going to be a thrilling encore. I think Andre Ingram is going to back it up, but I only think that because it's the Clippers who don't play any defense. Uh, I think he's going to break 20 points in this one. Ooh, I like that. God, I hope that happens. going bigger. I don't think he's going to have three blocks in this game, though. I think he (laughs) might get one. They definitely padded his block stats. I watched that game. He did not block three shots. Eric, what do you think? Goodness. Um... I kind of like either either option I like. I like him falling flat on the, his face because I think that's part of it, too. And right. I think that would be a fine story. And I think it would be a fine story if he he crushed it. I like both of the options. I think it's a win-win situation. <laughs> what if he picks up, like, a flagrant two and then, Ooh. like, like, cur- like punches, like, Montrez Harrell in the face or something? <laughs> that would be surprising. I bet you guys didn't see that Like, everyone, like, loves this guy. He like, was he's, like, so good in the he's, interviews. He's the feel-good story. And then, like, the next day, it's, like, uh, he, like, goes on, like, a montage and, like, gets, like, like rides in with, like, a Harley <laughs> and, like, a neck tattoo and, like, beats <laughs> out of Montrez Harrell. Well, that is, would be is that would be a turn as an unexpected. Instagram with two random women with Trin- yeah, Tristan yeah. Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> After we saw his wife and two kids last night. Oh wait, I almost feel like we need that story, or maybe we don't. Oh, never mind. Let's just uh, leave it out there. Yeah, we'll we'll just float that one out there. Um, that's I think all we got for the regular season. We'll be at yeah. you intermittently through the off season as Lakers stories breaks. Right, we'll get some pods going. Yeah, I mean, especially if there's some like hot button. Uh, the draft, topics, the draft, the draft. it was only trades. right that we ended this podcast sullying like the most beautiful <laughs> story of the year. With, yeah, listen, with don't Andre. get too big for your britches, Andre. <laughs> with Andre yeah. Ingram beating the hell out of Montrez Harrell <laughs> in this hypothetical <laughs> scenario. Oh, man. Uh, Be humble, dog. Thanks for listening, everybody. This uh, this, this has is been, fun. This has been great. This is the inaugural run of Ball In, Ball Out, the official Lakers podcast of Hoop Dash Ball. More guests next year. More guests. Yes, we're, that's we're gonna be we're gonna be finding all sorts. Of, we got a whole off season to figure it out, right? Yeah, we're going to go into the Andre lab. Ingram. We're going to, that's right. You know, we're going to come out with something. Eric's got something in the hopper. We'll, uh, we'll, do I? Okay. I don't know. Hopefully. He's, he's slow playing, a, he's slow playing a good one. That's our tease for the offseason. <laughs> um, who wants to take us out? You, Stu? You take, no, you I take like, us out. I feel like Stu needs to take us out. Yeah, you want to stew it? No, my stew is horrendous. Here, wait, let me do the logistical stuff. Uh, thank you to everybody that's listened all season long. It's been, Awesome. Uh, getting to tweet with you guys, getting to know some of the listeners. Uh, thank you to everybody that's retweeted our stuff, that's followed Hoopball Lakers, that's subscribed to the podcast. If you haven't already, please do so. Uh, and again, we'll just keep this bad boy running as long as you're willing to have us. I am Dan Bespris, at Dan Bespris on Twitter. Eli Bauman sitting directly across from me. Also, his name on Twitter. Dr. Eric Noble, not on Twitter, sitting directly Twitter. to my Good right. Good for you, Eric. Smi- held fast the whole yeah. season smiling the whole way through smizing the whole season <laughs> whole way through so uh i feel like there's really no better way to exit year number one of ball and ball out than to have the inimitable Stu lance send us on our way will andre ingram pull a gary Busey?
in Point Break and say, Utah, give me two. <laughs> we'll find out tonight on KCAL 9. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.